0: 1st Timothy 4 it's really verse 1 and 2 and this one is a little rougher to read but but the spirit explicitly says in the later times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits doctrines of demons um, by means of hypocrisies hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience with branding iron okay and then it goes to say men who forbid marriage advocate abstaining from foods which God has created and gratefully shared Um, and it goes on but the beginning part of that is what's really important it's saying okay the spirit explicitly says in later times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons what's that mean it means we're going against the Word of God it means that we're looking at things from a world perspective and it's pulling us away that's what it means okay um, I gotta share a little bit more of a story and then then we'll then we'll continue scripture um, I wanted to talk about my life a little bit so you guys get to know me a little bit which is just kind of fun and it's also a good example for this particular scenario um, I started out young guy on a farm pig farmer My dad was a pig farmer, so I was a pig farmer. We had 1,400 pigs. I, from the time I was 10 years old, would shovel manure that was shin deep for three hours every single night to clean the barns. Um, As our pig operation grew, I was blessed enough to be out shoveling manure for an hour and a half in the morning before before school. Now, if anybody knows anything about farming, let me tell you something. Cattle farming is a peach compared to pig farming. Because I can tell you, if you are in a pig barn, it saturates your skin. You can shower 84,000 times and it will not come out of your skin no matter what happens. Okay, because that's pig farming, all right? I'm just letting you know. So even though I'm clean, I don't smell good, okay? This is not a good position to be in when you're a 15-year-old young man in school, okay? And I was a wrestler, so wrestlers sweat when when they're wrestling. So my opponents would go, no, okay, okay. So finally, I said to my parents, I said, mom, dad, I I just, please, please, I cannot shovel manure in the mornings. I will do twice as long at night, but do not make me go out there in the morning because it saturates my skin and I don't like smelling like a pig all day long. At least if I go out at night, I have the whole night for it to get out of my skin. Okay, so graciously they said that's fine. So then I shoveled at night, okay, and it was better, much better, by the way. But anyway, okay. So I was raised a pig farmer. Then in my illustrious career, I I've done a lot of different jobs, and finally, in my heart, I decided I wanted to go into nursing. So I became a nurse. Um, I became an RN, and. And as an RN, it's been very interesting because obviously I'm a man. So I have heard everything you could ever imagine um, as a nurse. And I mean this in a good way because all this is good. It's my life experience and I don't have a problem with it. But there was one point in my career where, honestly, listening to all the women, nurses, was getting a bit much on me. And what they would say, how they would say it, everything else. um, Really, honestly, I was very much feeling it felt in the lines of harassment and et cetera. So I called an attorney just because I was curious. And I said, look, this is what's going on. He said to me, you know what? If you're a woman working in a man's field, you could sue. He said, because you are, and at that time I was under 40, FYI. I'm over 40 now, but at the time I was under 40, he said, because you're a man, you're white, and you're under 40, you have no discrimination suit ever, ever. Think on that premise. Our society has judged so much so that in that light, I did not even have a voice. And I, because I'm white, and a man, and, well, now I'm over 50, I'm 50, so, but I'm actually considered the privileged one in our society. So I'm not sure if I'm actually privileged or if I'm actually discriminated against, because I can't sue for anything. So I can be beat up and harassed, and anything can be said about me, and I'm stuck. Because that's our world. Okay. Thank our God in heaven that we just live here. But it is not for us. Okay? That's what's amazing about this. Okay, so I need you to really and then so and honestly just a little bit of amusement for you, because Jeff always quizzes me because he wants to know what kind of what it's about that I'm gonna be teaching on. He says, So what are you gonna be teaching about? And I said, It's easy. I'm going to be teaching that I'm a pig farming wrestling nurse. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm teaching on. Oh, yeah, think about that one. <laughs> okay, so, so that's, that's kind of where my life was. And I mean, I worked on a farm, and I, I grew up, and, and the other part, that's a big thing, and I want people to really recognize, and I see it. I don't know how to... I see it all the time, but the social media platform stuff, when I grew up, I am not kidding, and anybody who's 50 years old probably recognizes this, but we, were, we had party line phones. If you remember those, that's, that's four households on one phone line, four. So when you'd pick it up, you could actually hear your neighbor talking to the other neighbor or to the other person. And your phone rang in a certain way, ours was too long, too short, so that we knew it was for us. And it would ring in all four households, too long and too short. But if it was too short and too long, it was my Uncle Davey, because he was our neighbor. And if it was short, long, short, long, it was cybels because they're our other neighbor. Okay, so you recognize the ring, and we all shared one line. Nowadays, people are like, social media, I got, oh, my goodness. I got Twitter paid it. I got all this, I got everything, Facebook, Twitter, um, WhatsApp. We got, we got phone lines. We got our phones in our pockets. We got instant access to Internet. You got it all. So I cannot begin to even premise or think on how my daughters or my sons are going to be 15 years from now, and I cannot judge them for anything, ever. Now, can I help them and correct them? Absolutely. I'm not, when I speak this message to you today, it's not about judgment. It's about recognition of where we need to start from, Because if I'm judging because that person is whatever they are, then I'm failing. And that's what it's about. It's about recognition of where we are. And that each person has their path. Because I can tell you, there are probably not very many pig farming wrestling nurses. Okay, And I can assure you that if I look at you guys and I ask you your history, each one of you is completely different. And that's a beautiful thing that difference is what Kanda was talking about in the house of God and the body of God, okay? That's what it's supposed to be. So I say all of this so that people, really, it's not about my story. It's about recognizing kind of what each of our path is. And then the other part is, I don't want anybody to get me wrong. There definitely is racism, gender discrimination, disability discrimination. There definitely is all kinds of evil in this world, it exists. There is no doubt. But we are to be the light, the light that shines through it. Because I can tell you, just like cockroaches, you turn a light on and they'll scramble. That is what evil does in the presence of God. Okay? So in James 3, 2 through 12, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to kind of touch on it because I want you to understand it when we go back to the slander concept it says for we all stumble in many ways if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is a perfect man and able to bridle his whole body the rest of that scripture talks a lot about how our tongue is so dangerous okay but what we say is so dangerous now what's really important if you go back to the scripture I was talking about to begin with which was mark we talked about the evilness of our thoughts and what's within us so now we start with what's here and what's within us from our own premise and then it comes out of our mouth okay we really have to learn to bridle that tongue and it's a tough one because that's what the scripture is talking about is if any man does not stumble okay and then in verse 5 it says so also the tongue is a small part of the body yet it boasts great things okay so because it's so powerful Um, and then in verse 6 and the tongue is a fire the very world of iniquity yeah and so this continues to go on in verse 8 but no one can tame the tongue okay it is a restless evil full of deadly poison with it we bless our lord and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of god so this is something that's that's really like i said it's been laid in my heart to first to help people recognize we all have a path and i can't recognize yours i should not judge based on anything i need to look at you like christ looked at everybody who came to him he healed all and the moment we judge based on gender race any of that other stuff the moment we judge period is the moment we fail the moment we speak it is the moment you confirm you're failing okay so um, in Romans twelve nine through 21 let love be without hypocrisy Abhor what is evil. If you notice the scriptures I have chosen, the first one was to understand that what is in our mind and our hearts becomes and the slander and the wickedness and the evil. The second one was what comes out of your mouth. The third one is how we're going to fix it. Okay? Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, uh, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, and practicing hospitality. Think of the beauty, guys. I mean, the first part was really, like I said, it's intense. And I want it to be intense. And I want people to actually walk out of here and go, wow, was that me? And I want you to be thinking about it now because at the end, Of this service, we're obviously going to do an altar call. And if you're feeling any connection to any of this, I want you to come forward. I want you to be prayed for. I want you to repent. I want the glory of our God to fall upon you. So, okay, so, verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be, this, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Now see, here's this. This is an amazing statement. This is an amazing verse. If possible, so far as it depends on you. So in other words, it's up to you. Be at peace with all men. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody's coming out and they got a baseball bat and they're going to beat you, you can't defend yourself. Okay, that's not what it's saying. Because it says, if possible, if possible, be at peace. But if somebody's attacking you, obviously you're allowed to defend yourself. That's okay. I'm not... Not promoting anything other than, if you have the opportunity, then you need to take the opportunity to create peace. Um, never take your own revenge, uh, beloved. But oh, he calls them beloved. Yep. But <laughs> but leave um, room for the wrath of God, for it is written, "Vengeance is mine, and I will repay," says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay, now I'm going to throw a little tidbit extra in there. God is good. So you overcome evil with God. Okay, because God is good. All right. This is kind of a confirmation of what I said, which is Romans 10, 11 through 13. For the scripture says that for whoever believes in him will not be disappointed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all. Okay? Abounding in riches for all who call on him. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay. The last... um, verse I'm going to skip ahead a little bit um, to Hebrews twelve fourteen. it says pursue peace with all men and the sanctification the holiness without which no one will see God okay and then I'm going to go to the the next version it's the same scripture but it's in the message Bible it says work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Think about that. Think about where, we live, where this world is headed and what we're walking in, and then think about what we're supposed to do. So I really, really want people to understand that um, I want you to understand, first of all, that each person is an individual, each person has a walk, each person has a, has a path, and that I don't know the pain of one person, and I don't know the, the discrimination that they've encountered. I don't know the, the hostility they've encountered, even if it wasn't discriminatory. I don't know anything. And the worst part of all of this is, okay, I know people. I look around this room I know the faces I know you guys but I don't know you guys because I can't not within my power okay just one other little sidebar here anybody know well everybody's heard of Star Trek right okay now I'm gonna bring up Star Trek I know I like Trek. okay sorry but here's the thing they have one world that um, they have able to read your mind kind of thing you know so The feelings are all shared and they talk to each other in their heads okay but what would be amazing about that if I actually could share your feelings and you could share mine it would be a beautiful thing okay because then I would know and then then all the offense that could happen honestly probably wouldn't that's what God actually is offering us in the future He's actually offering it to, us, to it to us now through the Holy Spirit, to be honest. Because that undercurrent of who he is and through his word will flow down, flow through us. And if you're following his word and you're listening to the Holy Spirit, there are times. And I'm going to give you another simple example that happened just recently. And it's such a minor thing. But it happened yesterday. And it was, and, and honestly, it was kind of an eye-opener for me. And I told Kanda about this earlier, but it's just so, it was an eye-opener for me. So, okay, we have in our house, we're cleaning our house all up and getting ready to sell it and all that stuff. So, okay, so up on our house, up on the top of a cupboard, we have the old towels, like not the towels you use, a bath towel, like the old ones, the ones you're going to use to throw away that are not nice towels, okay? And next to that not nice towels, I went to grab one because I needed it. So I grab the towel and I look up and what is up there, but the hourglass part of the of a lamp of a lantern the top piece of glass okay and I saw the top piece of glass and I am not kidding as sure as I'm standing right here the Holy Spirit punched me right in the chest and said you should move that glass now minor 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 detail moving glass minor and I thought it's sitting there fine and I went on my way because I was busy is where it gets fun. Less than 24 hours later, my lovely daughter Amanda reached up there to grab a towel. Guess where the glass is now? Shattered all over the floor. Now, big picture, big picture in my heart, whose fault was that? Mine. It was mine. I was the one who didn't listen. I was the one who caused pain in my own family because I didn't listen. Because she was all upset because she broke the glass. Honestly, that glass has been sitting up there for probably 10 years, so it's not like we needed it. But it still was a very interesting moment for me god speaks to us in our really 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 fine details if you listen he really does he will help your life turn to beauty in a just a marvelous phenomenal way in all the little details if we listen if we don't then it's on us and i then you got to take the responsibility so um what i'm gonna have happen now is that uh John, you want to come up and play for a minute? So John's going to play, and I'd like everybody to stand up while he's playing. And I, I really, I beg you for this moment, for these next couple minutes while he's playing, to just examine your heart. Um, who's, a, who's on prayer team, too? So they can come up as well. Um, yeah. So I beg you for this next few minutes, as he's just playing and we're praying and we're getting ready to close out service, I just beg you to really examine your heart see if there's anything there that you would like um, to come forward for that you'd like to just consider having prayer for to repent I know that the beauty of the Word of God is the grace of God that if any of us for any reason at all need God to fix a problem in our lives if we've ever sinned against another person if there's ever been a time where you're really like, you know what? I really messed that up, and you want to repent. The beauty of repentance is you just simply say to God, God, I am sorry. I'll do my very best not to ever do it again. It's not implying that it won't happen. Things happen. We are people. It takes time to be changed to become who God wants us to be. But the repentance is a moment with God That turns you the other direction, that turns you around, that helps you to see that there's more to his glory, to who he is, to what you can become.